Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Podcasts are my favorite way to absorb content as a mompreneur, especially when commuting to a work conference, meeting, or event. I know you love podcasts as much as I do, so that's why I created Fire Fridays. Similar to a book club, every week I email you a podcast episode that I recently listened to that sparked inspiration, a new idea, or a question to consider for my growth and development as a mompreneur, and I want to share it with you. So get on the fire list at listmorton.com slash fire. That's L-Y-S-S-M-O-R-T-O-N dot com slash fire, F-I-R-E. Saying welcome to the Making Mommy Move show. I'm excited to have you here. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I answered both questions. <laughs> We connected at PodFest, so I'm excited to get you on the show and talk all things like mental health and really creating your own destiny, because I think that you have a really unique story that you'd love to share with everybody and help them on their journey. So can you give a little background about how you came to be doing like this mental health coaching? Yes. So what I do is shadow life coaching. And what that is, is that you look at the bits and pieces of the shadow shadow self what we usually call in the spiritual community the things that either people told you that uh were not approved or not something that you should be owned that it's not right or just the the negatives that haunt you that you feel like that you have to be whether it be ashamed or you feel as if that you need to hide from the world when it's a part of you and by going into accepting it and walking through it, you start to slowly but surely take bits and pieces of your power back. Wow, that's really powerful. Can you give us an example like from your story of how that really shaped you? One example I can give is I, at a young age, I was not very much of a fast learner. So a lot of the times I would take twice as long for some, uh, for some than some people. And from that label, I will be considered as whether it's dumb or some people would consider just my race alone to put in a factor that my quality of education is not as well as anybody of that's outside of my race or complexion. So I would try twice as hard just to prove exactly who I was, but it end end up being a negative downfall because when I failed, I was literally my worst enemy. Being able to accept that mistakes happen and that you can make up from them is the number one thing that I preach because I had to accept that for myself. And being able to understand that your pace is not everybody else's pace and being able to own that, that's another thing. And a lot of people feel like if you're not up to par, then you're not worthy. But the news is that you are worthy. You continue to be worthy every time you breathe. And I live that model every day, if that gives you a sense. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's really vulnerable. And I appreciate you sharing because I think we all relate to that in one way or in another. I know that I'm constantly comparing myself to other people, whether it's on social media or whatever. And it's like, 
it's like the chapter one versus chapter 25 kind of thing where it's like, I'm still in chapter one and they're in chapter 25. And it's like, I can't compare myself to them. And you can't like, even like social media, like, especially like, I know we see like other moms that look like they have like their life all put together, the clean house, like the perfect behave kids and all these things. And it's like, you're only seeing the highlight reel. You're not seeing the fact that they have a live-in nanny or like all of these funds to like hire a chef to come cook for them or, you know, like all of these things. So it's like, you only know your story and what you're working on and you can use that to your advantage. And that's the best part like, Yeah, you help people do that. So that's amazing. So can you share a little bit more about that journey? Because I believe like it's still growing, right? Like what does that look like for you? Like as you're building this business? As I'm building my business, I start to like dissect some stuff that helps me along the way as of doing coaching. Because I've always done life coaching. I just never knew what it was. Ironically, like no matter the problem, someone would always come to me to ask questions, my advice, my opinions on it. And I would give the straight and honest answer. And they were like, do you know anything about this? I was like, no, just but by taking pieces of what you've given me, I can tell you that going this direction is not going to be good for you because of said reasons. And they'd be amazed that I even knew what they were talking about or try to fathom what they were doing. So for me, it's not always about what you know at first. It's about getting the experience because you can have a lot of book knowledge, but it's not going to get you but as but so far unless the experience is attached to it. I've counseled friends through um, physical uh, abuse because I myself was in a domestic violence abuse relationship. Guy was no good and he made sure he knew he was no good <laughs> And just like little stories, it didn't begin out that way. I have been homeless, so I've talked to people about being homeless. I've slept in a U-Haul truck when I was working. And then when I knew that they would get, when I knew that it would be time for me to go to work, I'd walk to work to make sure that I had the money to be able to provide for myself. I've had different aspects from having nothing to having enough to say that you had everything. Just a well-rounded person. I've also communicated with people of different backgrounds and different races. Most of my friends are of different cultures. And majority of the time, I try to make sure that I always take an account of what someone else goes through. It's not going to be the same as you do, but taking points from each other does help in the long run. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of those things because that is a part of you and it made you stronger. And I think that everybody can relate to some aspect of that, that we have some sort of struggle that we've overcome. And I want to hear more about how you help other women overcome these shadows, like to use it to their, to use it to their advantage. Okay. I can go by uh, something I've done recently. Uh, One of my friends, she had to deal with uh, someone that was not only mentally abusive, but he was didn't get physically abusive until the end. So the main key that I tried to uh, the main key that I tried to get to her to understand is that number one, there's nothing wrong with who you are. There's nothing wrong with the story itself. It's just how you come out of it. That's the main key. Because there's so many times, like I said, as somebody that's been there, you think that everything automatically is your fault why they're angry, why they're they're mad. But I had to coach her and say, nothing is wrong with you. You are fine. You're just in a bad situation. So slowly I had to help her configure her mindset. I've had to slowly get her to 
build herself up by saying affirmations, journal, uh, come to realizations. And in most cases, I would just coach her and saying, do you want this for the rest of your life or do you want this just for this moment? Because you have a choice no matter what the situation is. And lo and behold, she is doing much better, her and her her baby girl. And so far, I've heard nothing but good things. She's thinking about going back to school and I'm slowly, I don't have to coach her as much because she's already gotten her two feet on the ground, but she's learned to accept that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with the way I talk. There's nothing wrong with wanting better for myself. I just have to learn how to step into that. Yeah. So do you find that a lot of the barriers that you're working with your clients to overcome, are they mostly like mindset based or do you have like a framework that you walk them through? Like, what does it look like to work with you? So the first step that I usually do with anyone is that I try to get them out of the mental, like they think that life coaches are just therapists. It's like, no, 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 no. I do not have the credentials for that. No head shrinking here. I approached them as if like I was someone, a new friend that they were getting to know or someone that they've known for years. Some people, when they talk to me, it's like they've known me for years and we just met. And I start to visually make sure that I take, mentally I try to take notes of what I see. I'm a very visual learner. So I will take note of like, if I talk about a certain topic, uh, talk about a certain uh, subject, do they react? Does their hands move? Is there tapping or is like shaking of the leg? Do they stutter when they talk, when it gets nervous to that specific subject? And then I go by coaching them into, I see that you're doing this. Is there something attached to that? Some cases they get offended by that because it could be just something that they've done since childhood. But what I look at is that, okay, if this is something that you've done since childhood, so there's something attached to that. So that's one link that I've got. So as we continue talking, like what's your favorite color? What's your favorite thing to do? It's just like a regular conversation before we go into the deep coaching. I start to give them prompts on how to talk to themselves. But they get up to those moments where it's like they don't feel like they're comfortable. And I was like, okay, it's fine. We can take it back. Just one baby step at a time. And I give them exercises like that I've done for myself. I would take a rock and I would write something on it and I'd put it in the bag. On the rock, it would be uh, something that I have a heavy attachment to. And the amount of rocks that I put in and how much it weighs, it shows me exactly what all mental stuff that I'm carrying around every day, or at least at that moment. And I would sit there and I would have my notebook next to me and I would say, why do I feel this way? Why do I have so much, I feel like I have so much weight on my shoulders or there's something similar to that. And I'm working on other exercises. So it's just me starting out. But that was something back then that I used to do for myself. And I wanted to implement that in like future sessions, but it's mostly just getting to know you, learning what triggers are are set up to where it's a heavy one or a light one that can be worked out. The ones that are heavier, I'll probably take a little bit longer to and probably suggest you see me probably twice a week rather than once a week that I do for others. But that's about as far as I've gotten just with people that I personally work with. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about some of like your core values in your business. My core values start at the top of 
removed because taking care of self is the number one thing. If I can't take care of myself, then I'm not going to be able to take care of others. Second, uh, being able to be disciplined and being present with the patient. I know sometimes when we have conversations with our friends, sometimes we kind of drift off and I am guilty of that, but I try to be all in when it comes down to my clients. And I try to make sure that every conversation is strictly confidential. No one knows about it. And that it's just me and you having a conversation, just like if I was your friend that you haven't seen in a while. I try to keep that concept in because I noticed that if you come at people in a, I'm going to help you, it becomes a lot difficult for anybody to open up to you. Um, Another core thing that I keep about my business is to make sure that when you walk in, it feels like home. It's not just, it's not just an office here. It's, do you feel like home? When you walk in, you should feel fresh water come, come on you. Cause I have a, I remember having an aunt and did that for me. And she would always make you feel safe, give you a safe space. So that's, I don't know if I'm catching any of I love the way that you've created your business to fit everything that is important to you. Like that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is having the ability to really create it into everything that suits your needs. Like you wanted it to feel like home. You have a like unique client experience that you're walking everybody to because you're unique and your story is unique and you're implementing all of these values that are important to you. So like, I think that's important for our listeners that you can create your business to be anything you want it to be. Like it doesn't have to look like somebody else's. You could have really different values and that's okay. Like, and it's great. Right. So like I grew up in the Christian faith where it's like, um, you help those selflessly. So I have, I still have my Christian principles, but I always try to make sure that I don't forget that now that there is a new age coming in, you can just use that type of mind frame on everything. You have to fall back a little bit, make sure that the person feels safe enough to be able to talk to you. And uh, sometimes what I've noticed is that a lot of people, whether it be uh, male or female, if, if at some point that they feel as if that it's a judging vibe, they don't, they stop talking. They don't say anything. And as an entrepreneur, if you're trying to build a space where someone is, you're being open, it is very important for you to give them or create that safe space for them, even in your business for yourself, as well as for those that you service. So true. So just one final question. I know that you really go back to childhood and help like reconstruct and like really like create a unique, you know, way of life after you've overcome these struggles. So if you could say something to the little girl inside of you, what would you say to her? Oh, uh, I would tell her that worthiness is not just the word, it's the actions It's the baby steps that you take to become the adult that you've always wanted to be. Your parents are them. them. You cannot be them, but you can take the values that they instilled in you to create the person that that you've always looked up. Because every day is you versus you, not you versus the world. And it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have feelings. No one should judge you for that. But if they do, just tell them thank you. Because it reaffirms what you've known about yourself. It's okay to feel. Sorry, in a sense, it's okay to feel. Yeah, I love that. 
So can you share with everybody where they can find you? I know you have a Facebook group and a website, so we can send everybody your way. Yeah. Um, so my Facebook page is Shadowwork Fam on Facebook. You can follow it there, or you can go to my website, uh, www.shadow-seekers.com, and you'll be able to find my Instagram and my Facebook and also the link to the podcast should also be there just to help you out. Love it. Thank you for coming on, Zan. It's always a pleasure to like connect with new women and really hear your story and how you help other women on their journey, especially in entrepreneurship and whatever struggles that they're facing. So it's always a pleasure. And thank you for coming on. No problem. Anytime. Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first year of business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, Welcome to the Room Mama. 